Hello everyone and welcome back to the Football Edge pod. Today we have got another review for you guys. We are reviewing the UEFA Champions League group stage round one. So the first set of games that were played, depending on where you are, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Europe. Um, obviously we've seen some, some um, shocking results and some fascinating results um, as well. Of, um, the Champions League is back, which is great. It's to hear, we love to see European football back. And it's not long until there's another game. The games are actually coming on uh, this coming week as well. So a lot of European football is back, uh, which is what we like to see during these um, obviously difficult times right now. But hey, who can complain? You know, football, European football is back. And back more than ever. So yeah, without further ado... Let's get into it. First up, we've got Dinamo Kiev versus Juventus. The Serie A champions travel to Italy. Sorry, Ukraine. <laughs> they play in Italy. My bad. So this is um, Andrea Pirlo's first campaign as a manager in the Champions League. So um, obviously we're going to see how that goes. Chiellini had a, a chance which was close, but from a corner. Obviously, those are the only chances he will get. Uh, the game was all Juventus traffic. They had seven shots in the first half. And op- um, Alvaro Morata opened the scoring. Um, so, obviously, first half was nil all. And then Alvaro Morata comes on. Well, it doesn't come on, but he scores like, scores to open open up the, the game for Juventus. And then, again, there was a late finish from Morata. A nice whippage there from um, uh, Cuadrado, who crosses it. For Juventus to get the win. Dinamo Kiev yet to beat Juventus after five attempts. And this is the first time this has met since 2002. So yeah, some fun facts for you there. The game ended 2-0. First, next up we have a bit of a bit of a bogey game to be honest. Uh, Zenit versus Club Bruges. So Russia versus Belgium. This is the two clubs first meeting in the Champions League. Obviously they met in other European competitions before. Um, Zenit were unbeaten at home this year until this game in which Club Rouge came into it with a beautiful away record, losing their last away game in March. So obviously, both sides have good records home and away. So obviously, but, but they want to keep it the way it is. So both sides obviously had a lot to play for. Uh, the first half ended with no goals. But the first real highlight of the game came at Dejan Lovren's debut for the home side. But um, ending any other card to his name. So, but obviously there's more to talk about him later, as well. But yeah, both sides had two shots on target in the second half. After 63 minutes, the nets were finally shaken as Club Rouge opened the scoring thanks to a goal from Dennis. So took him long enough. But after an hour into the game, they got the goal. A rough deflection 11 minutes later led to an equaliser for the home side, and the game was heading towards a stalemate. And I'm pretty sure they gave it as an own goal for um. Dejan Lovren as well, which, yeah, isn't the best of starts to a guy that claimed he was the best defender in the world. Oh, no, sorry, it was assisted by Lovren. Okay, so an own goal was assisted by him. All right, then. But, yeah, huge deflection uh, from the... um, Basically helped by the ex-Champions League winner. Uh, However, the sharing of points is not what Club Rouge came to do. They came to win. And on injury time, Zekatalere, sorry if I butchered that, my Club Bruges fans, they finished from close range and Club Bruges took all the three points. 
and then it go home crying. Bas havas feren kvarosh. So feren kvarosh, it's um their first time that they will be playing in the Champions League this year. In um in the in, it's their first time as a club, and it's a David vs Goliath clash. As their first ever game in the Champions League is against Barcelona. So yeah, pretty cool story to have there. Domination of shots and possession in the first half led to a messy penalty and a fatty goal in the first half. So yeah, dominance was basically the the, the game for um, Barcelona. Barcelona had a unique scoreline. Five different goal scorers scored. Coutinho, Pedri and Dembele scored. And then Pique got a red card. It was stupid. It was pu- literally pushing the guy's shirt and just dragged him down for them to get a penalty. And they obviously scored the penalty. Consolation goal, to say the least. But, you know, 5-0 sounds a lot better than 5-1. Um, and this is uh, Ferenc Varos's first away loss since June. So, yeah, that group is um, pretty, like, it's pretty tough for them, you know. Uh, Juventus, Dinamo, Kiev, Barcelona, Ferenc Varos, you know. Kind of tough for them, but if I don't think results are going to go their way. I do think they're going to finish bottom, obviously. I mean, no doubt about it. But hey, good experience for them, you know, to play against some of the best sides in Europe. So yeah, good on them. And they had a good qualifying campaign regardless. Next up, we've got a game that wasn't as interesting. Chelsea versus Sevilla. Sevilla returned to the Champions League after winning the Europa League against Inter Milan. Again, winning the Europa League. This is the first time these sides have met, surprisingly. Yeah, that was, I was very shocked to hear that. But yeah, Chelsea have now drew their last two home games with Sevilla struggling away with only one win in their last five away games. Both sides have six, six, got six shots in the game, but no one could come out clinical enough to produce a goal. So yeah, that's ba- that basically sums up the game for you. No, um, not enough clinical finishing. Next, we have Lazio versus Borussia Dortmund. So another intriguing game in um, their group. They're joined with uh, Zenit and Club Bruges, I'm pretty sure. Yes, so they were joined with Club Bruges as well, Dortmund. Uh, Lazio is a long awaited return to the Champions League, plays host to Dortmund at the Stadio Olimpico in Rome. This is the two sides' first meeting in two years, and competitively, their last meeting was in 1995. So obviously, they met in a club friendly, but competitively wise, it's been 25 years since they've played each other. Both sides have average sets of form, both home and away, like it doesn't really startle fear into the opponents, really, but it's enough that it to be called average. Immobile faces his old, old side, so he used to play for Dortmund and with a goal to his name and started to show the dominance that the, the side would have in the game. Lazio dominated the first half with two goals and Dortmund the second, which resulted to Haaland continuing his real-life dream with another goal. So Haaland again, going off to having a great start, having a great, great campaign so far at Dortmund. Five minutes later, though, substitute Akba Apro. Now, this guy, Ak- Akba Akbo, when you hear his name, it is... I don't understand what his parents were thinking in terms of the name. He's literally got like two first names and one f- and and two last names. It's Jan Jan Akbra Akbro. Like they couldn't just give him Akbra or Akbro. They had to give him Akbra Akbro. You know that he's a professional footballer and his name is Akbro. Like, <laughs> all right, all right, mate. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's it. This is a, obviously a huge upset for Dortmund. Moving on, got PSG versus United. Now, we know the last time these sides met, Man United came back from the 3-0 deficit in the second leg to progress. That game, we, as we know, was crazy. And I think that game, Di Maria was actually at United and he wasn't at PSG 
or was the game, or he just signed for PSG and then not he got knocked out by them. But yeah, both sides have beaten each other twice. PSG looked to bounce back. Obviously, they lost the Champions League final to Bayern. So they obviously want to bounce back, prove a statement for themselves, prove that the league isn't just the Farmers League. A penalty gives Manchester United a goal within 25 minutes. So Bruno Fernandes missed the initial chance, and then he put it away um, as well. So, yeah, 1-0 for them in that. Um, the game remained pretty even with 15 shots and 14 shots respectively. PSG's only goal came from an own goal from Martial after being one all for a while on the 87th minute. Marcus Rashford helps deliver the three points for a Fergie time win. Now this is the other team uh, teams in the group: Red Bull Leipzig versus Istanbul Bezaksehir. But Istanbul Bezaksehir getting getting help from uh, President Erdogan to win the league. This is the first meeting between these two sides. Fun fact to you there: RB Leipzig started off with their foot on the pedal with two goals in four minutes by Angelino. Leipzig have three home wins in a row with Istanbul snapping their first win away run. So basically they're. This is their one win away run, so hopefully they can. Uh, uh, so they had a one, they had they won away, and they thought they were going to continue this form, but it was snapped. Although Leipzig lost Timo Werner, they're still performing at a brilliant level on the big stage, as we know, with a great three points to start the UCL campaign. Istanbul Bazaxas here look to represent Turkey as the only team from that country in the Champions League. However, doesn't really look good at the moment. Now we got Stadjerans versus Krasnodar. So this is Stadjerans. First time in the Champions League. So, yes, good on them. Um, and they face Krasnodar from Russia. Another Russian side here and another French side. Rennes have not lost at home since January with Krasnodar losing their last away game before setting off to France. This is Rennes' first ever time in the Champions League. Both the goals came within three minutes of each other. One of them was a penalty from the home side. Rennes had double the shots that Krasnodar did with 20. So, obviously, Krasnodar had 10. However, goals, goals are what win the matches, and Rennes were not clinical enough to bag three points. As Krasnodar and Aim come to secure a point, travel back to Russia. Next, we've got Real Madrid versus Shakhtar Donetsk, an upset, as we know for you. These two sides have met each other three times, and Real Madrid has won twice with Shakhtar winning this game. A shock was not expected to be in the books. Shakhtar scored three goals in the space of 13 minutes. Real Madrid had more shots. They still did not manage to come back, even though they scored two goals in five minutes. A last-minute disallowed goal gives Real Madrid a loss in their first home game of the campaign in a group that heavily favours them. And yeah, Modric's goal was absolutely world class. If you have a look at the, if you have a look at his the goal, yeah, it's 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 a madness. Salzburg versus Lokomotiv Moscow. Second meeting between these sides with Lokomotiv winning their the last game. So Salzburg come off a seven-one domestic win in the domestic in the Austrian league. With Moscow also coming off a win. So both both sides on a high. Uh, Salzburg dominated the game with 15 shots and only scored twice. With Moscow having two shots on target, which resulted in goals. Which shows that you can dominate a game and still not get three points. Former Werder Bremen man, Yunusovic, uh, delivered a brilliant game for the home side with a goal and an assist. And Lokomotiv Moscow showed that consistency is key as the only shots on target they had resulted in goals. As said previously... Next up, we've got Ajax versus Liverpool. Liverpool obviously didn't play their best, coming off the Merseys, getting robbed with the Merseyside derby with like an inch of them being offside. Anyway, battle between two sides who boast 10 UCL titles between them, 6 and 4 respectively. 
Ajax's last loss at home was in March, which has been squandered by the Premier League champs. First half, Liverpool had more possession and shots, but Ajax had more shots on target. However, the only goal that would come in the match came from an own goal by Ajax after a low-driven cross was put into the box, and the bloke literally just passed it into his net. Momentum remained high for Ajax as they had more possession in the second half. However, Liverpool's 10 shots left the Dutch side out with a chance of creating an equaliser. All three points go back to England. VAR also turned down a penalty appeal for Ajax, and a goal includes for Fabinho in an excellent game out of position. Put him in the men of the match spot. So yeah, so Fabinho killed that game. Um, absolutely outclassed them. Then his boss. Hopefully he can be the centre back until Virgil Van Dijk is back. Um, gonna have a safe recovery, Van Dijk from the ACL. We know that that is a terrible injury. He's gonna start. He's gonna sideline him for the rest of the season. Next we've got Bayern Munich versus Atletico Madrid. The return of the UCL champions as they face Atletico Madrid. This is the first meeting in four years in which Bayern won the last time out. Bayern have, built, Bayern have not lost at home this year. Have not lost at home this year. That's an incredible stat for you right there. Just shows how good they are. Suarez and Yao Felix to stop that, but a Coman goal in 28 minutes put the Spanish side on the back foot. A Coman assist to Goretzka put the away side down 2-0 going into the half-time break. And Atletico Madrid had a poor half with only three shots compared to Bayern's 10 anyway, so they didn't start off very well, but they did start the second half strong. They bagged the goal, but it was ruled out by VAR for offside. So Felix took the shot, and then when he went in, um, like Suarez was in the offside position, so they didn't give the goal. That seemed to be the only real highlight for Madrid. They didn't really possess a shot on target the whole second half. Talisa and Coleman. Coleman finally put the salt on the wounds for Atletico Madrid, concluding the game 4-0. Two goals and under six for Coleman favours him as man of the match. And I still don't understand why Juventus got rid of him, but that is another story for another day. Inter Milan versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Inter Milan won a point to prove after bowing out of the UEL final with a loss to Sevilla, mentioned previously. Uh, both sides wanted the edge and take three points after the Real Madrid result, so they're obviously in Real Madrid's group. These sides last faced off in 1979. Both sides have lost one in five games home and away. The first half was all Inter Milan. They had five shots and Monte Gladbach could not even get one shot off. But this shot wouldn't out to nothing as the half was nil all. Inter dominated again in the second half with 11 shots and the away side had 6. But the deadlock was broken and the man himself, Romelu Lukaku, um, scored after 4 minutes of the commencement of the second half. A penalty to the away side, put them all square and then they took the lead 21 minutes later on the 84th minute. The last 5 minutes were crucial for Inter Milan and it remained that way as they bagged a goal on the 80th minute. Thanks to Romelu Lukaku who bagged a grace. A brace, sorry. A grace. Amazing grace, boys. Uh, Manchester City vs FC Porto, a group that I'll be keeping a lot of my eyes on because of the other team that we know is in it, Olympiagos, which we will get to later. But the last time these sides met was in 2012. Manchester City won both times, so it was a group affair. FC Porto are desperate to snag a win off Manchester City, and it seemed that way when they bagged the first goal in the 14th minute as they had more shots in the first half. But Aguero scored six minutes later to allow for a stalemate at the time. It stayed at one wall for the majority of the game. I remember watching the Olympia Agos game and I'm like, oh, so as it looks, it might be 1 1 1 1. But Gundawan on the 65th, 65th minute changed that and scored. City ran away with it after that. Porter only had one shot in the second half and Torres came on and scored five minutes later to seal the deal and seal the game 3 1. And not Fernando Torres either. Fernandinho came on. So this is funny. He came on and there was substitute sub subbed off in the space of ten minutes before the game. So he came on like eighty ninth minute and then he got subbed off like ninety seventh or something. 
because uh, he got a yellow card, so they subbed him off for some reason. But yeah, then we've got Michigan versus Atalanta. First time these sides have met as Atalanta travelled to Denmark. This is also Liverpool's group. Before this game, the home side had a streak of six home wins in a row, so that's very good. Atalanta looking to bounce back away from home after losing their last away affair. And Atalanta's 12 shots in the first half led to the side scoring three goals in the first half. Showing the home side the real terror of Champions League football. Welcome to Europe, Mitijlan. Mitijlan had a much better second half, only letting in one goal from Atalanta, but they dominated possession. Mitijlan looking at being at bottom of the group with no wins. They have, that's basically a bold prediction from me, but <laughs> it probably will become true. And then finally, we've got the last match of the round. The one that I actually I was I watched Olympiagos Marseille in Liverpool Ajax. I had Olympiagos on the big screen and I had Liverpool Ajax on the tablet. Uh, the last time these two sides faced was in 2012 with Olympiagos grabbing the win. And as we know, Mathieu Valbuena is facing his old club of Marseille. Olympiagos still have a fortress at home, winning seven games in a row and they're continuing to perform well at home. Marseille had eight shots in the first half and Olympiagos had four with zero shots on target. The first half was pretty dull, to be fair. Both sides did not really have a game-changing opportunity, hence why the first half ended nil all. The second half, however, was all Olympiagos uh, as they stepped up with seven shots and another goal denied by VAR this week as Masuras's foot was offside before scoring their goal. Again, being denied a VAR. Uh, ridiculous, but it was, it was offside, so it was a fair call. But after more dominance of chances and not finding the name, the ga- game, the net, the game tended to be heading towards a draw. But Ahmed Hassan... The superstar popped up with a header on the 90th minute to give the home team three points. And this was after seven minutes of him coming on. So again, late substitutes are coming in and bagging the goals. And then next week, we have Olympia Gors versus Porto as well. And I'm pretty sure Liverpool is versing um, Mid-Tijland. Yes, they are. But probably the highlight games are... I mean... Juventus-Barcelona is obviously the highlight game. I don't, we, don't, and I don't, we don't think that Ronaldo will be back in time for that. But yeah, that has been my Champions League group stage one review. Let me know what your thoughts are of that review on my social medias at Instagram, the, at TFE pod on Instagram, Facebook, the Football Edge pod. Be sure to listen to us on all the good podcast platforms from Spotify to SoundCloud to Apple Podcasts. You can catch us all on there. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe. Have a good one.